0: dot to dot The Daily 5 Minute Skill Demo Show
1: For everyone who's simply dotty about Alexa
2: Hello and welcome to the dot to dot podcast. My name is Sean and today we're risking insanity apparently as we dive into a adventure style skill This is a revisit, we last looked at this skill in episode 704! so long ago! But as ever, this is my first time trying this skill. Let's go crazy! Alexa, open Eye of the Elder Gods skill.
3: Okay, here's Eye of the Elder Gods. Welcome to Eye of the Elder Gods. Only a brave soul would dare to enter a world of bleak and cosmic horror such as this, where your life and your sanity are at risk. In this story you play the part of Dr. Jeffrey Vaughan, Professor of Art History at Miskatonic University. You will be prompted to make choices throughout the story that will affect the plot and the other characters around you. You can ask for help at any time by saying help. You can stop the investigation at any time by saying stop or exit. If you believe you have what it takes to survive this story and you're ready to begin, say begin.
2: Begin! Creepy.
0: Your name is Dr. Jeffrey Vaughn. You hold a PhD and are a professor of art history at Miskatonic University. At the moment you find yourself killing time in your office while you await an annual awards ceremony and dinner celebrating the induction of graduate students into the honor society. Dinner? While poring over your paperwork you barely notice night falling just outside your window, nor are you aware of the perilous struggle in which you're about to become involved. The ringing of your office phone cuts through your concentration and startles you.
2: That's me being startled.
3: To take the call say answer the phone, or to let it go to voicemail say ignore the call.
2: Answer the phone. It's rude not to. Hello? Hello?
1: It's Amy. Sorry to bother you. I just wanted to let you know that Kelly came home in a police car last night. <gasps> Apparently she was with a bunch of teenagers at a party drinking underage. <gasps> now, she wasn't arrested. They just brought her home. But, needless to say, she is grounded for the rest of the month. Life. No phone, no internet, no friends.
2: No internet? I
1: want to let you know because it's your turn to get her next week. And, we well, you know, children of Ooh. divorce need consistency. Oh. It's important we're on the same page in terms of co-parenting.
0: You tell her you understand and agree to make sure she's grounded when she comes to stay with you next week. It's an awkward conversation. It always is when you speak with your ex wife. Things are still very raw between you. It's getting better with time, but your divorce took quite an emotional toll. A quick glance at the clock and you realize now it's time to go to the awards dinner and ceremony.
3: Okay. To go to the ceremony, say go to the ceremony.
2: Oh. Or go to the ceremony. not much of a choice to be made.
0: The university banquet hall is abuzz with conversation between the graduate student honorees and the professors. During the dinner portion that precedes the award ceremony you find yourself seated at a table with four graduate students of varying academic disciplines. And sitting directly to your right is Dr. Margaret Reeves, professor of astronomy. You don't know Margaret well enough to call her a friend but the interactions you've had with her at academic functions have been pleasant Why, and you enjoy her company you make small talk as servers bring your entrees and refill your glasses pa, 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 pa. seated at another table nearby you catch sight of the chair of the university's psychology department dr charles polehouse you find yourself staring at him feeling contempt churning within you like rising bile huh? you see there's a history between the two of you one that took a sour turn
3: Oh punch him in the face To learn about Dr Polo say tell me more
2: Tell me more I thought it was Poorhouse not Polo
3: <laughs> You
0: once considered Charles a friend On more than a few occasions you had him over to the house for dinner introduced him to your daughter Kelly and to your wife Amy your wife, who began a secret affair and ultimately left you to be with that same man, <gasps> Dr. Charles Polo.
1: Don't look at him,
0: says Dr. Margaret Reeves, the astronomy professor sitting beside you.
1: Just smile and act naturally.
0: You feel her slip a folded piece of paper into your hands. Oh. Through a fake grin, she says, Read it later. and laughs it off as if she's told the most delightful joke. <laughs> but what did she pass you that she doesn't want Charles to see? And did he notice the exchange from his nearby table? Margaret insisted that you read it later, but before pocketing the note, it occurs to you that you could discreetly excuse yourself from the table and go read it in the hallway, out of sight.
3: Would you like to read it later or read it now?
2: Hmm. Read it now. I might have pulled.
0: Curiosity gets the best of you. You excuse yourself from the table and step out into the hallway. You unfold the note, which reads...
1: Meet me in the stacks after this. Life or death.
0: The stacks. She's referring to a secluded section of the Miskatonic Library. What's this all about, you wonder? And why the urgency? Life or death? What did she mean by that? Jeffrey. You startle, oh! taken off guard by the approach of Dr. Charles Paulhouse. smirk conveys arrogance. You curl the note up in your fist, wondering if you concealed it quickly enough. I couldn't help but notice that you and Margaret Reeves were talking, and, well, I'm just concerned. Margaret's a friend of mine, and she
3: appears lately to be a bit on edge.
0: Is everything all right? Yeah. You assure him everything's fine. Why do you ask? If there's something upsetting Margaret, I thought maybe as a friend I could offer my help. You insist that you have no idea what he's talking about before politely but coldly excusing yourself and returning to the table.
2: See ya that was a
0: close call. The rest of the ceremony goes by without incident, and at its conclusion, you slip away to follow Margaret's directive and meet her in the library.
3: When you're ready, say go to the library.
2: <laughs> or what go to library?
0: on this night the campus of Miskatonic University seems unusually quiet as you navigate the footpath that weaves between the administrative and the dormitory buildings you realize just how alone you are out here oh you cast glimpses over your shoulder as if half expecting to see someone (gasps) or something on the path behind you but of course that's not the case You force a nervous laugh at the thought of how your imagination can sometimes run away with you. (laughs) But you pick up your pace regardless. Run! Once inside the well-lit lobby of the library, as the door shuts and insulates you from the night outside, you breathe just a little easier, a pause (gasps) to get your bearings, Mm -hmm. and then you make your way towards the second floor. Even during the day when the library is at its busiest, the stacks are a section that most find unnerving. The narrow aisles and iron shelves stacked from floor to ceiling are reminiscent of a maze. Here you wait beneath the thin humming sound of the overhead fluorescence and the anemic flickering light they cast. Anything could happen in this lonely section of Miskatonic Library. Blimey. And no one would be the wiser.
3: <laughs> to wait for her, say wait for Margaret. Or what? Don't wait. I don't recognize that response. Go home unrecognized response you can say repeat to repeat the current story location
2: wait not much of a choice
0: you shift your weight restlessly from one foot to the next while you fiddle with your tie the passing of each minute feels like an hour and then jeffrey from around one of the shelving units steps dr margaret reeves Her eyes move constantly, scanning the area around you as if searching for possible threats.
1: Thank you for meeting me. I am so sorry to drag you into this, Jeffrey. The last thing I want to do is put you in any danger, but I need your help.
0: You ask her why all the secrecy, and what does this have to do with Dr. Charles Polhouse?
1: I don't want to say too much. Trust me, the less you know, the better. Dr. Polhouse and some others are up to no good. Don't ask me how I know about this, but he's recently taken ownership of a painting. He and some others are planning something terrible. I believe the painting is a vital part of their plan and I'm trying to stop them. With your background in art history, I thought maybe you could help by digging up any information you can find on the painting. I wouldn't know where to begin. It's called Eye of the Elder Gods.
3: (gasps) You can choose to assist Margaret or insist on knowing more.
2: Insist on knowing more.
0: what do you mean by plans you ask is he involved in something illegal dealing in stolen art what's going on here Margaret
1: I've said too much already I'm sorry Jeffrey this was a bad idea Oh. I'll figure out another way just forget I said anything
2: I made the she wrong pushes choice past
0: you, but you reach out and clasp her by the wrist please no. you say but the fear and the regret that you read in her eyes tells you this conversation is over you let her slip from your grasp as she pulls away
1: I was wrong to involve you. Just let it go.
0: With that, she turns and disappears into the maze of the stacks. You go home, and you try to forget it, but Margaret was right. She told you too much already. She spiked your imagination, and now your thoughts turn to the painting with the ominous name and what nefarious works Dr. Polhouse may be planning. You do know the name of the painting. Perhaps you can research it anyway. Then again... You have a university staff directory that lists Margaret's address. Oh! Uh-huh. You could always tail her and see what she's up to. Or maybe she was right. Maybe you need to let it go and forget any of this ever happened.
3: Would you like to forget about it, research the painting, or follow Margaret?
2: Easy life. Forget about it.
0: Sometimes the best course of action is no course of action. I agree. You go back to your life and try to forget about mysterious paintings and the machinations of Dr. Polhouse. You focus on your job at the university, your upcoming week of custody with your daughter, and you manage to regain a sense of normalcy in your life. That is, until the day of the solar eclipse.
2: Uh Uh-oh.
0: While observing the celestial event, at that moment when the moon eclipses the sun, as the sky grows dark, there comes a cataclysmic sound as if the world were being ripped apart. Every buried fear and nightmare that you harbour deep in your psyche
2: that you
0: refuse to consciously recognise is torn loose and rushes forth to confront you. Your body trembles uncontrollably, so much so that you can barely
2: stand.
3: To find out what you see next, say tell me more.
2: Oh, I'll leave that to you. Cancel.
3: Thanks for playing. Come back again if you dare.
2: Wow, that escalated quickly. But I've got to admit, the story did drag me in. I am interested and I will go back and play some more of this. The only thing was that some of the choices I was given actually weren't choices at all. Wait? Well, what was the other choice? Not wait? Hmm. Anyway, if you like the sound of this, why not give it a go? That was Eye of the Elder Gods. Thanks for listening. See you next time.
1: Feedback. Comments, demos. The dot to dot podcast at gmail dot com. Briefcast FM.